hearing about it now. And we bless you and we thank you and we love you, Lord. We call you good. Hallelujah, because you are a good God. And we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Now, Father, break open the bread of life for your people here today. And, Father, we want to hear from heaven so that we will be healed in every way. And we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're going to talk about the days of persecution. And those days are now. We're living in the days of persecution, just in case you've been sleeping a little bit. Amen. The church has always been persecuted. You know, Pastor Barb does a good teaching uh, on the persecuted church every second Saturday, and it's opened my eyes to what's been going on for years. Uh, You know, my husband was in the Vietnam War, and little did I know and little did he know at that time that that war was all about the persecuted church. Amen. But it was kept undercover so that the men wouldn't know what they were fighting for and who they were fighting with amen but we know now and so we know how to direct our prayers we have a a persecuted uh, prayer for persecution in our prayer manual and it's so accurate and i'm just so thankful for to god for uh, this ministry because i was looking at a lot of those prayers the the media and a lot of things that's going on now we've been praying for these situations for over 30, for 30 years. And so it's good always to get the jump. That's what intercessors are and forerunners. You get to jump on what's going on far before the body of Christ even know what's going on. And so it's such a, a wonderful thing to be an intercessor. I just love it. Amen. It becomes a part. It's a part of who I am and who you are. Amen. And so I just love interceding and and just being on top of what god is doing in this hour amen but these are the days of persecution and we're living in these days of the persecuted church and uh we need to continue to pray for these uh people in other countries who are being persecuted because it's so it's just so um it's just terrible and people are dying every day but they will not compromise and that's the thing that i think we need to understand from looking at those who have been persecuted in other countries that they did not compromise amen the church amen hallelujah the body of christ must not compromise you cannot compromise amen your very life depends on it compromise so when you're in love with god guess what the world's going to hate you. There's people who won't be so much in love with you because you love God. Amen. <laughs> but the Bible tells us that we will suffer persecution. Amen. But the world is not at its end. You know, a lot of people just want to hunker down and they see what a mess the world is in. It's like what happened over in, was it Syria and just such terrible things happening to people and they just want to hunker down and buy food and canned goods and and all of this emergency supply and just sit and hide and watch to see what's happening and they don't know whose side they're really on because they're in fear and the bible says that god has not given us a spirit of fear but a power loving of a sound mind 
Amen. So if you're in fear, you're not with the you're not part of the body. Amen. You may be part of the church, but you're not part of the body of Christ. Amen. The body of Christ is not in fear. The body of Christ doesn't care uh you know what's going on around them because they have an aim. They have their spiritual aim at the prize. Amen. You don't look to the right or to the left. What people are doing or saying does not hold you back or make you or break you. Amen. But you keep your eye on what God has called you to keep your eye on. And you watch over those things that concern God. Amen. Hallelujah. No matter who it is. And you don't compromise with the world. You don't compromise with the world. Amen. The word persecution, let's pick that apart. It means hostility. See, some of this stuff that we get in the church is not uh, persecution. But if you can identify with these words, then it is persecution. It means hostility and ill treatment. And nobody inside of the church has any business treating one another. We shouldn't treat one another like this. These are words for the world. Amen. We look for the world to treat us like this, but we don't look to treat one another with, amen, with hostility and ill treatment. Another word for persecution is oppression, victimization, discrimination, and tyranny. That's what persecution is. Persecution is what happens when you decide to wholly follow Christ and not compromise. When you don't compromise, you're going to have trouble. So look for it. Wait on it. And embrace it. Don't run from it. But embrace it. Are y'all here today? Amen. Follow Christ and not compromise. Christians are often stereotyped and portrayed as weak. See, the world think we're weak. Think we're hypocrites and do not live up or, or live up to what we say or say what we, we live up to. Amen. Which is most of us, they have it right. Because they see one thing and then when they get out, Christians get out from uh, in these four walls, they, they're doing something different. Amen. And so this convinces the world that all of us are just a bunch of numbskulls. But it's not true. There's some of us who know what we're called to do, know where we're going, and know who we are. Hallelujah. When the world can't change your mind about who you are, when you know who you are, the world is in trouble, and they know it. Amen? And so we shouldn't compromise or just let things go. Say your peace. Be led by the Spirit. And if the Spirit is not leading you, zip it. Know when to zip it. Amen. Don't be, Christians are often stereotyped, but don't allow the world to stereotype you. And we're also marginalized, and that's what I want to talk about. Being marginalized. Amen. You know, you don't want to, you you have your own bakery, and you don't want to put a man with a man, then you're done. It's not right. And we don't have to bow to that. Amen. You know, bake the cake and and let them put on top whatever they want to put on top. But we don't, we shouldn't be forced 
to do something that's going to violate our trust in God. Amen. And we don't bow to that kind of stuff. Amen. You know, there's been people that that happened to, and they proved to us we don't have to do that. We don't have to bow. Amen. We do not have to bow. It's okay to be a Christian as long as you keep your beliefs to yourself and agree with what's going on. Agree with wrong. Don't say anything. Gossip at the lunch table. Enter in with the discussion. And don't talk about your faith or they want to come and get you. You know, they have people on jobs that go and report you when you minister to other people. Amen. But we still should speak our faith. Amen. No matter what. Speak our faith because I'm going to tell you something. Somebody is listening and somebody's heart is being changed. Amen. It's not up to people. We don't bow to people. We bow to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now the world wants to take us to court. Dare us to preach. I said that. Because... Uh, the world does not like conviction of their sin. They don't like feeling dirty. They want to feel like they're, they took a shower and they're just as clean as, as we are. After we came into church to get saved and set apart. You're only set apart from your sin when you're saved. But a shower won't do it. Are y'all here? Amen. And so this is why we need to speak up. And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to speak your faith. Amen. You know, mega churches are being criticized so bad that they, they're preaching a watered-down message. And this is what people want. The world wants a watered-down message or we're not going to put any money in your, your basket. But I'm going to tell you something. When you're obeying God and when you're doing what you're supposed to do according to the word of God, God will fill those baskets up and he will pay every bill. Amen. You don't have to bow to anybody's bad behavior for an offering. And so these mega churches, they start to, uh, to, uh, start to get programs and all of these other things to keep the pe- people busy. So they can forget about hearing a word in season. Amen. You know, the word of God is supposed to be life changing. When people hear the word, they're supposed to be convicted. That's what it's supposed to do. You're supposed to feel uncomfortable. Jesus made the the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the disciples feel uncomfortable all the time. Every time he opened up his mouth. Amen. But that's what, that was a natural reaction. But the world doesn't understand it. But that was a natural reaction. When you hear the word, you are supposed to be convicted. Or what you come for? I don't understand this. A nice massage. <laughs> we can do that too. Amen. But the world hates feeling guilty about how they live. And the Christian's true accountability to God makes them nervous. When you have true, you know what, your true accountability to God is going to make some, some backslidden Christians nervous. Some fake Christians. Carnal Christians hate conviction of the Holy Ghost too. Amen. So they, there's these feel good messages so nobody will get mad. I don't know how to do that because I'm telling you, I, I try to stay out of the flesh 
so I don't speak my word, so I can speak the words of the Lord and he can have his way. Amen. Not my way, but his way. In the name of Jesus. We want to hear from God. We don't want to hear from a person. Amen. We want to hear from the heart of God. Praise God. And God's going to have his way. He is going to have his way. He's going to have his way in the world because he created it. He's going to have his way. No matter what the world thinks. Hallelujah. No feel good. You're supposed to feel like, ouch. (laughs) That hurt. Amen. But the world wants to feel okay with God. Why? Because they don't want to repent. Why does megachurches preach feel-good messages? No repentance. Well, it's okay. God understands. He don't understand sin. He just don't. It's okay. We're under grace. Sound familiar? From Genesis to Revelation, starting with the killing of male babies to Jesus in the manger, posed a threat to sin. Do you know there was people trying to kill Jesus when he was in the manger? They were threatened by that baby. Amen. Hallelujah. Stephen was a martyr who was stoned to death for preaching Jesus Christ. And that's in Acts 7. Why don't we go there? Hallelujah. People have paid the price, amen, especially these people who walked with with the Lord years ago. They paid the price. They didn't run from death. They knew that this world was not our own, that we were in the world but not of the world. See, we don't belong to the world. We're not a part of the world. Did you know that? We're in the world but not of it. So can you be like a fish out of water? Can you be in in the midst of something and not be a part of it? Yes, you can. In the midst of it, but not a part of it. Acts 7.54, I let you think about it. Because you can. You don't have to join it. You don't have to be a part of it. Verse 57, it says, I think that, no, verse 54. It says, when they heard these things... Uh, they were cut to the heart. Amen. Cut to the heart. Just like a, a, they were stabbed in the heart. Just from hearing the word, the pure, unadulterated word of God. When the word makes you mad, you need to get on your knees. Amen. When they heard these words, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed at him with their teeth. You know what that is? They grind their teeth. It hurt that bad. Truth. And that's, amen. Verse 55 says, But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God, and said, Look, I see heaven's I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. And then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, and ran at him with one accord. 
and they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. Now Saul was a murderer. You see how the world is? They laid down everything. They worshipped Saul, the Christian killer, and they stoned the man of God that preached truth. They will stone you. They will hate you. Amen. Don't expect anything else. If, you, if it's different, if you're getting some kind of cooperation, sail along with it. But don't get you, don't let it trick you. Amen. Don't let it trick you. Because sometimes even devils get tired of fighting. <laughs> devils get tired and so they'll go away for a season or they'll be at peace with you. Amen. <laughs> but don't fall for it. Amen. Keep up your wall of protection. Continue to stay in the word and be a fireball for God. Amen. Hallelujah. You don't have to manipulate people and fool people and be fake. All you got to do is be who you are and know who you are. Amen. Know who you are and know what God has done in you. Hallelujah. Did I read enough? Oh, let me keep reading. I think I, did I do 50? Okay, they were on one accord. They all thought alike. Remember that. All devils think alike. And they cast him out out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the name of Saul. 59, and they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. That was deep. Too deep for them. See, they were throwing stones at, a, at somebody who had given up their ghost. Amen. They had given up. Their, he had already given up and committed, I should say, committed his spirit to God. He's committed his spirit unto the Lord. See, you know, the Bible says somewhere, it says, don't be worried about what man can do to you. Because he can't kill you. Can't kill your spirit. He says, but fear God. Don't fear man. Fear God, a God that has the power to put you in heaven or hell. But don't fear man. And so Stephen was was, uh, given an outward show of what happens when man tries to kill you. You, you. You commit your spirit. To the Lord, and don't think God don't come and get them. All of these people who ISIS, these Christians that ISIS murder and cut their heads off, their spirit. They, God rescues them way before they. But man, don't see the, the the people that do it. They think they're hurting and they're putting us in fear and they're showing us something. They you they can't kill your spirit. Amen. This this body is just a, a house. That's going to depreciate as time goes on. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why sickness can't really take you. Hallelujah. But you want to take care of this body as long as you can and keep it in good shape. But if it comes to, if you come to blows with the devil, it's on. And you will win if you know who you are. Stephen knew who he was. Let's keep reading. I think I'm in verse 60. When he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not, cha- do not charge them with this sin. 
Now, I'm not saying that's what I would be shouting out, but okay, we'll go along with it for a while. <laughs> but in verse 59, he said, Receive my, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And in 60, he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Are y'all here? So you now you know what happened to those that are martyred. Amen. And the world thinks. And you know, that's why the Bible says if they had known who Jesus was up there on that cross, putting him up there, they would not have done what they did. Because they didn't kill him. Think, and the world, the world thinks Jesus is dead. Jesus is very much alive. He's alive in me. He's alive in you. Amen. Hallelujah. They didn't think that one through. But it's okay. Hallelujah. So that's what Stephen, that was Stephen's life. John, who was exiled on the Isle of Patmos until his death became uh, because of his faith. He was exiled because of his faith. And you will be exiled. So just go home and, and clean your house, cook your food, put on your praise worship music. And invite some neighbors over, feed them, and minister to them. Amen. Some of them will stay, some of them won't. But it's okay. This island was 10 miles by 6 miles and had almost no uh, vegetation, no trees, no shade, mostly volcanic. Uh, it was like a quarry, a granite quarry. And this is where John, and also it was held as a prison for people like lepers, people who broke the law. The Romans threw everybody on the Isle of Patmos. And so they exiled uh, John there. Amen. Now, John was the one that saw God. He said he was highly lifted up and his train filled the temple. So this is the one that was in the face, been face-to-face with God. They exiled him. See, the more anointing you have, I believe, the more it's going to come against you. So you just have to be get used to that. Don't let that scare you. Amen? Hallelujah. And so let's go to Revelations 1 right quick. Revelations 1 verse 9. Hallelujah. And it says, I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God or because of the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And I heard behind me a loud voice as a trumpet, saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, Ephesus, Samaria, uh, to Pergamos, to, what is that, Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. And so John is the one that received the seven seals or the seven letters to the seven churches. Amen. And see, God sent these, these letters because he wanted to let the church know, y'all ain't doing right. 
Amen. Hallelujah. It says in verse 12, it says, Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me, and having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, are y'all here, clothed with a garment down to the feet and girded about with the chest of a, a golden band, and his head and hair were white like wool and white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire. Now, did all of y'all hear Jesus' description? I'm going to read his description again, okay? So don't be buying those other kind of looking pictures and statues. It says in verse 14, his head was, his head and hair were like, were white, like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as a sound of many waters. You notice his voice is nice and calm. Jesus don't, he don't talk mean to people. Amen. His voice was like many waters. He had his right hand seven, uh, hand seven stars. Amen. And out of his mouth were a sharp two-edged sword. When he speaks, he speaks the word. And that word will cut you. Amen. And his, his countenance, now look at this. It says, and his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. And that means the strongest, brightest sun. That's what Jesus' face looked like. Amen. How, has anybody seen him lately? Oh, okay. All right. And it says here in verse 17, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and, and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I was the, and listen to this. I have the keys of Hades and the keys of death. Amen. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Jesus has the keys. Now, if he has keys, what do you and I have? We got keys. That's why we don't need to kiss up to the world. They need us. We got the keys. The world don't have keys. Remember that. The world don't have keys. You got keys. Amen. They need to be nice to you. You don't need to kiss up to them. You don't need to conform to the world. For ye be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renew your mind to even think higher than they think. Amen. Be better. Think sharper. Be a cut above the rest. They already know it. That's why they don't like you. You're a cut above the rest. Hallelujah. I'm not going to go on any further. You want to know what happened? Read the book. Start in verse 19. <laughs> Hallelujah. But let's get back to the persecuted church. All the disciples died violent deaths for the sake of the gospel and the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Today, Christians are also killed and tortured, especially in other countries. So we need to pray for these people. Amen. Pray for those who are uh, murdered, 
those martyrs in these other countries because all of them might not really know Jesus, amen, like they should. They don't partake of his death, burial, and resurrection because they go in churches and drag everybody out and just kill them. And so everybody might not have that personal relationship with him like they ought to have. And so we need to really pray for the persecuted church, pray against persecution. Our prayers are more powerful than what they do. Our prayers can stop this. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, that's why the world hates us. The world is still trying to figure out what happened at the polls. Because they don't understand that God showed up because of prayer. Amen. See, what prayer, let me just say this. What prayer does is foolishness to the world. Foolishness. Well, that just can't be. It was rigged. Amen. Well, if you want to call God's help rigged, go ahead. Amen. But I know how much power God has. Amen. He has the keys. If he's holding the keys to the kingdom, man can't stop him from doing anything he wants to do. Amen. So our comfort comes from knowing how Jesus endured the cross, despising the shame, and endured chastening. And uh, let's see. And he overpowered death. Jesus defied and overpowered death. Amen. That's in Hebrews 12.1 if you write that down. And you can read that later. Therefore, we do not allow fear to grip us. Listen, don't fall into fear. The world wants us to fall into fear. Do you know that's the basis and the foundation for terrorism is fear. If they can get you to fear, then they won this thing. And so terrorism, and that's what it is, terror, and it has torment. And so we need to not be afraid. Don't have fear. Amen. Fear God. Not in the way that you think he's going to do something to you, but reverence him. Amen. Reverence God. Have adoration and respect for God. Amen. And what man uh, does or doesn't do has no bearing on you. Amen. And they cannot kill our mortal bodies. Cannot kill, I mean, they can kill your mortal body, but they cannot kill your spirit. Amen. So don't bow to man. Do not bow to man. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Philippians 1. Philippians 1. Hallelujah. Verse 29. And I'm just going to read a little scripture to you so you can get on the same, on the, you're on the right foundation, but you can get in the right thinking so that you can go out of here being stronger than you came in here. Amen. Thinking on things that are good, lovely, and pure, and of good report. Things that are thankworthy and of, of good report, thankworthy, and of praise. Think on those things. You don't think about how much leverage the enemy has on you because he has none. That's just in your mind. Amen. So if you renew your mind in the word of God, you won't feel threatened at any stage. Because you hold the keys. You hold the keys. Are y'all here today? So first, uh, let's see, Philippians 1, verse 29. 
Well, let me read 28. It says, and not in any way terrified by your adversaries. Now, y'all here. Don't be terrified by your adversaries, which is to them a proof of perdition. But to you of salvation and that from God. See, in other words, that word perdition means that you're on your way back to the world. Backslidden. And so if you're in that state, whatever the world does is going to scare you. Because you're not locked in to God. You're not locked into faith. You're not locked into his spirit. And you're not locked into the promises of God. Amen. Verse 29 says, For to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. Having the same conflict which you saw in me and now here is in me. And now here is in me. Wait, that didn't make sense. Uh, let's see. Let me do 30 again. Having the same conflict which you saw in me and now here in me. Hallelujah. So you saw it and now you hear it. Amen. So it's not popular to be persecuted and hated. But it's not, uh, <laughs> it's not to promote the word. It's not to promote the world, but it's to promote the word of God. In other words, when you're persecuted, that promotes the word of God. That, that shows the world and it should show the people around you who you really are. That's what it's saying. That's really what verse 28 was saying. You know, it shows and it should prove to you who you are. But when you start lining up with the, with the world and lining up with whatever's going on, the latest, most classic thing, then you need some, you got to do some repenting and get back where you need to be. Amen. Amen. But persecution promotes character. Persecution promotes your strength in Christ. Hallelujah. The world likes those who think like them, live like them, talk like them, act like them. Those who agree and compromise with them. But the world will hate you anyhow. It's like this. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, the world's still going to hate you. You can do everything perfectly. You can follow every rule, dot every I, cross every T. In the world, if, you, if, if it's some demonic activity somewhere, you're still going to be hated. Amen. You can't please the world because you can't please the devil. Now you know why Jesus wasn't nice to the devil. He cut him with the word. And that's the only thing that would make him turn around. But he'd come back later. After those wounds healed. <laughs> that got me. Burn a hole in my shoulder. You know, man shall not live by bread alone. Ooh. By, by every, you know, word. That, whatever it is. You know what it is. Those things hurt the devil. And that's your protection. Amen. And this is why we need, we as intercessors and forerunners should use the word skillfully. Know the word of God. 
Know what it does for you. Know what it does to the enemy and use it skillfully. Take aim at the devil and Christians quit taking aim at your brethren. I don't understand it. Know who your enemy is. It is not your brethren. It is not your brethren. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to learn how to love one another. You know, uh, I think I did a teaching on that. Help one another. Uh, comfort one another. Bless one another. We need to do that. And, and learn who the real true enemy is. It's not one another. Amen. Honey, that world is your enemy out there. And I don't care how much they smile and how much they're nice and how much they respect you. They don't like you. Amen. They hate you, as a matter of fact. Those who agree and compromise, talking about Christians, with them, they will, it will come back to hurt you. Because they'll dislike you anyway. But the world will hate anyone because of their faith. See, if you try to straddle the fence and try to have it both ways, you're going to eventually make a decision. You start talking to the world, first thing they do is act like, oh, they're going to exhaust you. Girl, I missed you. Can you pray for me? Oh, I just need prayer. If you need prayer, come to the house of prayer. Oh, girl, we just want you to pray for us because we need prayer, honey. Then when they get your confidence, it's on. You're going to have to fight just to stay saved. Amen. Bad thing when the devil send his people after you. You know, this, remember back in the day, I don't remember, if you, when we used to say, keep your name off the devil's hit list. That means live, go all the way with God. <laughs> but when you start compromising, your name will appear on the list. And the devil will send people after you. Oh, I need prayer. I want you to go somewhere with me. I don't know the way. Help me. I don't have no food in the house. Just make me mad. Trick. Trick of the enemy. Amen. See, because the devil likes to massage your flesh and make you think that you're more than who you are and that you're much needed. And all the time, the devil's plotting on you. It's just the way it is. Just the way it is. Amen. But you need to take a stand. Hallelujah. There's a reward, an eternal value when you take a stand. Don't fall for the enemy's stuff. Let's go to Romans 8.18. Can't afford it. Now, this is the thing. We're living in a season where we can't go there. We, I'm just going to be honest. There was a season where you could play around with the world. This ain't it. That season's gone. Amen. The devil wants your head. It's just the way it is. Amen. He wants your war weapons. See, the devil knows who you are. And he's putting his money or he's banking on the fact that you don't know who you are. He's hoping you don't. Amen. He's hoping that you're not wise to his his disguise. Maybe I'll say that. 
wise to his tricks. Let's see, Romans 8.18. I don't think I have that. But I think it says, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Is that it? Is it that all of it? Okay, can I, can I read yours? Okay, for I consider from the standpoint of faith that the sufferings of this present life are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is about to be revealed in to us and in us. And that was it. That was all of it. Okay. Let's just do 19. For even the whole creation, all of nature, waits eagerly for the children of God to be revealed. Amen. Hallelujah. For the creation was subjected to frustration and futility, not willingness, because of some intentional fault on its part, but by the will of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will also be freed from its bondage to decay and gain entrance into the glorious freedom of the children of, of God. See, the devil's got tricks. Now, I just said that, and there it is. Amen. But this, I want to focus on this, verse 19. It says, for the whole world, all of creation, all of nature, waits eagerly for the children of God to be revealed. Now listen to this. The world is waiting for you to minister, to identify yourself as a child of God. And yet, at the same time, the world is trying to pull your leg about who you are are y'all here amen and so the world is a wait is anxiously waiting for you to minister to them minister jesus christ to them in a powerful way they want the lord these people want god and they're waiting for you your neighbors sit up and watch you go to church every sunday Amen. And they want to know what you know. But they're going to pretend like they don't. And so all you need to do is just look for an opportunity. Ask God. Open the door. And at the right time, I'm not saying go ambush them. I don't do that. But at the right time, God will open a door. A a door of utterance for you to go out and minister to them and and reel them in. Because they want what you have. Because they know who you are. They know who you are. They know what you have. Amen. And they're eagerly waiting to hear about salvation. Amen. Because they like how you look. They like how you walk. They like how you sound. They like what you got. <laughs> and they, they are eagerly waiting to hear from you. Amen. All right. So did we do First Thessalonians 3? Okay, let's go there. First Thessalonians three, verse one. This is therefore when when we could no longer endure it, we thought it good to be left in Athens alone, and sent Timothy, our brother and minister of God, and our fellow laborers in the gospel of Christ to establish you and encourage you concerning your faith. That no one should be shaken by these afflictions. 
For you yourselves know that we are appointed to this. Are y'all here? It says we're appointed to this. These afflictions, which are but for a moment, I know, I know, they seem longer. (laughs) But if the Bible says they're but for a moment, then they must be. It says we are designed and we are made to deal with all of this stuff that goes on in the world today. And it should not break us. Because it cannot break us. It will not break us. Amen? Hallelujah. And so we are made out of that incorruptible seed that can deal with whatever God lays our way. Does that make sense? Yeah. We can deal with it. We will put up with it and it won't break us. See, the world likes to see you broken. But you will not let that happen. Amen? Amen. So in other words, Paul is saying, stay steadfast in what you believe. And do not lose heart because of tribulations, which is your your glory. And don't be shaken when the world revile against you. You're all getting, you're getting it from all sides. But God, amen, you can deal with it. The body of Christ. We're in this together. We should be able to lean on one another, trust one another. Amen. So we must learn to comfort one another. Amen. Trust one another. Because we're one where we're supposed to be anyway. We shouldn't be fighting one another, manipulating one another, hurting one another, trying to control one another. But we are to bless one another. Why is the church so divided? Why? I just don't understand it. Why is the church so divided? I don't understand. I just, I'm, I don't. We're one body. One force. Amen. The people are, uh, in, the, uh, in Acts, the book of Acts. They, they had a new thing that happened. It had never happened before in any other church. And it happened to them. Why? Because they were on one accord, one body, one faith. They're on one accord. They didn't dislike one another. They didn't try to usurp authority on one another. They didn't try to put one another down. But they blessed one another and they loved one another because they felt each other's spirit. You know how you can say, I, I feel you and you feel me. They, that's where they were coming from. Didn't mean they didn't have differences of opinion. But it meant that they were all traveling on the same road. Well, that didn't go over well, but it's still true. It's like this. If we're all going to heaven... You can't pick your room. You might be my roommate. So if you don't like me down here, what you going to do up there? You don't get to pick. Your bestie. (laughs) No no pun intended. (laughs) But you might not get her. You might get one. Oh, she sure is boring. 
that that's the way it is. We're traveling on the same road. We're going the same place. Amen. But we're on such different, I don't get it. We're on such different mind uh, lines. I don't don't understand it. You're supposed to love, I love everybody in here. Don't mean I, amen, I just do. Don't mean I ain't never been mad at you. Don't mean I ain't never said I'm done with them. But (laughs) I love you. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't understand it. You have to, at some point, you just got to love people. Amen? And this, this invisible pulling, this striving. You know, give me your hand. Like, you, ah, no, it's not. No, I'm going to get that. You guys can't stop that. It don't work. It don't work in heaven. It ain't working with God. And it ain't going to work in here. Amen. Amen. Because I'm fair to everybody. Amen. I try to be. Amen. And it's just not right. It doesn't please God. God doesn't want people getting their feelings hurt all the time. He doesn't like that. We have to be considerate to one another. Everything is one another. And and quit picking at people. I'm just telling you. Because you may get more than what you bargained for. I'm just I'm just saying. You just gotta let people be who they are. I remember back when Pastor uh, a, a prophet was in our ministry. Um, they don't even know. Look, y'all don't even know. Y'all was some of y'all was there and don't even remember. Waller, and he was like a young guy, and he came. He sat in the back. Do anybody remember? And he would sit back there and didn't talk to nobody. And, and that would bug some people. But he don't pull off his coat. I said, let him keep his coat on. He don't want to take his coat off. Let him keep. You remember? Let him keep his coat on. Leave him alone. You just have to be that way, you know. And see, look, he's an accurate prophet. Learned a lot from our ministry. You don't never know who God's going to send. You have to have open arms to everybody. You just do. Now, you don't let people come in and act crazy, but you know what I'm saying. Hospitality, love, you know. We're leaders. Amen. We just have to love one another. And it's, and, and it's not my choice. This is just not coming from me. This is not, I'm not going to get a benefit out of it except loving from me. But this is, this is a, a law. It's the law of love. And God, it's God's law. And he says, love one another. Leave people alone. And if they want to do what they, they have, each God gave everybody one life. You can't live somebody else's life. You can only live yours. Amen. I can't live nobody else's life. I can just live mine. Amen. Praise God. Just the way it is. Hallelujah. See, in all of this this stuff, the devil wins. That's what pisses me off. He wins. 
And he's sitting laughing at Christians. Look at him. So stupid. Been knowing each other 40 years and don't know how to love one. Same thing in the marriages. They've been married for 40 years and don't know how to love each other. In divorce court. It's ridiculous. Shouldn't be like that. Amen. God is for all of us. So we don't have to try to tear down one another. This is why the devil wins. Amen? And it shouldn't be that way. Your gift will make room for you. And you know what? This is God. He's saying, look, nobody can push you out. Nobody can cheat you. Nobody can crowd you. What's yours is yours. And you can't infringe on somebody else's whatever it is that God has for them. Amen? But your gift will make room for you. But we need to learn how to walk in love. You need to go take a refresher course. Walk in faith. And, that, and listen to this. I'm going to tell you something. Every time I thought about my faith not working, I would check my love and I would repent. And I say, I'm going to love that person because my faith stopped working. I'm just telling you, just being real. Amen. Your faith will not work if you're not walking in love. Just ain't going to work. Because faith works by love. And that's a commandment. That's the first commandment. That's more, and if you, the Bible says if you do the first commandment, which is to love one another as yourself, if you love them, you've done all commandments. You, you fulfilled the law. You fulfilled it. Just by doing that one thing. You can't fool God. Amen. So walk in love. And it's always going to be somebody to forgive. You shouldn't have to put that on your list, your master list, but it seems like you do. So just do it. Amen. I don't know what's wrong with the body of Christ. Amen. The church must learn to draw on the courage from one another and stand firm in times of persecution. Go all the way with Christ. Because, see, there's a world out there that hates us. We can't turn on one another. That's why the devil creates so much turmoil in the church. You get some of the biggest fights in the church. Because the devil don't want us of one body, one accord, one faith, one baptism, one, you know. We're one. We're one. We're family. Although you wouldn't recognize it. But we're family. Amen. Hallelujah. Churches have lost focus on who we are. We're not the world. We don't smell like them. We don't look like them. We don't think like them. And we don't act like them. We're the salt of the earth. We are salt. You know the salt tastes different from anything else. It's different. Looks different. Tastes different. Salt is different. 
And if if we the world didn't have salt in it, it would the world would be so unflavored. Just not a good place to to uh live. It would be like that place. I think that you always laugh about that. What's that place? Uh slapper. <laughs> that other place, uh you know where they sent the lepers, not not uh, the place I talked about today, but the other place where they sent the lepers. You always be, see, she don't forget. Uh, you know where they throw the, the lepers. I can't think of it. But you know it's a place. Uh-huh. But anyway, it would be like that, where everybody would be on edge, everybody be sick, everybody, oh, you know, we need somebody. God, we gotta, we gotta get it together. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And it starts. You know where it starts. Let me tell you how I got myself straight. Just live and let live. Stop trying to control people. Yeah. Amen. Stop trying to control people. But consider one another. Consider one another. Did we do Hebrews ten? See, y'all don't even know. Amen. Let's go to Hebrews 10. Because I don't know if you, where you going if you're not in the church. Out to the world, they're going to trick you, hit you, rob you. They're not going to treat you right, but they, it, it'll start off real nice. And people are finding out. It ain't as sweet as they thought. And see, then when you, when, when you get out there, then here come the spirit of pride. Don't go back. I won't go back. I made my choice. I won't go back. It's just all a trick, a snare. Uh, let's see, Hebrews ten twenty four says, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Are y'all reading this with me? Let us consider one another. It didn't say let us control one another. It didn't say let us strike out at one another. It didn't say let us put put you in order. Let me put you in your place. Didn't say that. It says, but let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Stir up love and good work. Cause see, together we're good. Y'all got that? Together we're good. Amen. And then 25 says, not forsaking the assembly, uh uh-oh, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Woo! Shabbat. (laughs) As in the manner of some, notice it says some, because everybody don't do that, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. It says so much the more. In other words, we're living in the last days. So it's no time for this separation. So much the more in the last days. Because of the dispensation. It ain't this, I, I keep telling people it ain't time for this. 
If we had a little more playtime, maybe I'd play a little more. But we don't have no more time like this. This is your life. This is the real deal. I'm telling you. I'm going to read that again. Because I didn't see that before. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't see that. Where, which one was that? 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. I, didn't, I know that when I didn't see the end part. As in the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So much the more. Exhort, exhort each other more as that day approach. Love each other more as that day approach. Encourage each other more as that day approach. Amen. So much the more. As you see the day approaching. What day? The day. Amen. You don't hunker down and just hide and watch. Amen. It says in verse 26. I'm just going to keep going. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there there no longer remains a sacrifice for sin. Because see, the sacrifice has already been done once. So it's like, what else you want Jesus to give up his eye? He gave up his life, his leg, his fingers. He's already given us everything. All things pertaining to life and godliness. He can't give you nothing else. Amen. Hallelujah. After we receive the, the knowledge of truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sin, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation. I didn't mean to read all of this. Which will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses. Well, I'm not going into Moses. Uh, you know, let's just keep going here. Amen. We need to stop the control. God sees all and he is a vindicator. Amen. He vindicates. So you do have a friend. You do have someone that speaks out for you because he is a vindicator. Amen. The church has lost focus, but we're going to get it back because we're going to pray. Amen. We're the salt of the earth. And we are the light of the world. This is why the world don't like you and me. Who wants light in darkness? You see people exposing one another every day, exposing pedophilia and all of these sex acts. Everybody can see this is God. It's God. He's exposing. And wasn't that what we've been praying? Expose the enemy. And another thing, the Bible says, and they will turn on one another. And that's happening too. Learn to watch. Learn to see. See, you can see what where we where we are by what's going on. The enemy is turning on one another. That's why they're telling on each other. It ain't funny no more, and it's not fun anymore because God is shedding light on darkness. Amen. I don't know why that we didn't. We should got a round of applause for that one. There you go. 
That's right. Desire darkness to be exposed. Amen. Desire darkness to be exposed. I want darkness to be exposed. I'm getting my heart right, my life right, and I want darkness to be exposed. Amen. Amen. The world is an enemy-occupied territory, and Satan does not want us to bring any light into it, exposing sin and darkness. Remember that, an enemy-occupied territory. They're not your friends. Wake up, church. Put on strength. Amen. The world doesn't want you. It just wants to pull you back in out of where you already been. Who wants to go backwards? Matthew 16. I'm almost done. Sixteen twenty four, and it says, and this is where Jesus is. is uh, this is talking about taking up your cross and following Jesus. In verse twenty four, it says, "Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself.' What does that word? What does that say? Tell me again." Deny yourself. Does everybody hear that? That means there's no big eyes and little U's. You're no more important than me. I'm no more important than you. Deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. Are y'all here? You try to hang on to what you think is so precious. Are y'all here? What do you mean? For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. What do you mean save my life? What you think is so precious, you're trying to hang on to your pride, hang on to your whatever. I'm I'm demanding respect or whatever it is. That's pride. Hanging on to your pride. Hanging on to old feelings, old stuff. I don't know. Whatever. What what we hang on to. You lose your life like that. Let it all go. There were some things there were some things I needed from God so much that I let things go. I, I let things go. Because I needed some things that only God could do for me. Are y'all listening to me? And most of you know what that was. I needed what only God could do. And I let my flesh go. And when it come back, I beat it again. I'm... And God did it. He did it. Amen. He did it. See, it's an exchange. You can't get something for nothing. You can't get something for nothing. And you can't hold on to what you think is important. You can't hang on to people. You just can't. It's not your deal. They belong to, look, people belong to God. This is what God told me years ago, even about my kids. 
He said, let them go. Amen. 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 You can't control people. You just can't. You can't hold on to what you think is important. Some of the things I thought was important wasn't as important as what I needed from God. Is salvation and healing worth anything to you? It's worth everything to me. It's worth everything to me. Amen? But you've got to let these things go. See, you don't know what it is that will hinder a prayer. God knows, but you don't know. It may be a small thing to us, but it's a big thing to him because it's something that's going to get you in big trouble later down the road. Everything I let go, I need. I didn't need it. Y'all following me? I don't know when is this going to be the next time I talk this frankly with you. I'm just telling you. Amen. But it ought to be worth something to you. You, need, you. you should need something from God bad enough to just say, God, I just let this go. I'm going to stop. I'm going to feel good about who I am. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. Or if I've lost sight of who I am, show me who I am again. Amen. Hallelujah. Did I finish reading Matthew 24? Y'all don't know. Okay. Verse 26 says, For what, what would it profit a man if he gains his whole world and loses his soul, his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? What will you give in exchange? Are y'all here? You following me? Me? You can't clamp. I'm telling you, you cannot, you, you can't treat people any kind of way. You just can't. People belong to God. Amen, Sheree. You can't make them do what you want them to do because it's not fair. It's not right. Take a stand against sin. That's what we need to do. Love one another. Help one another. Consult one another. Bless one another. Time is wasted. Verse 27. For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels. And then he will reward each according to his works. According to his works. Amen. I meant to keep the joy going on in here, but I'm sorry. Sorry. Amen. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. I mean, we need to get convicted. We need to make some tweak. We need to tweak, do some tweaking. We all need tweaking. We all do. My goodness. None of us have arrived. I know sometimes you feel that way. (laughs) Amen. Do you want to lose your own soul over minute things? No. Like all the rest out there. They think they're getting away with stuff, but God is merciful. But didn't we read somewhere where it says once you come into the knowledge of truth and you acting crazy like that, it ain't going to work. Don't work. Man. Not even resist, not enough resisting the devil. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. It's time for the church to rise up. Rise up. Rise up. Rise up. Rise up in power and rise up in strength. Rise up. Awake and put on strength. Get hip to what the devil's doing. Amen. Amen. Use your keys, church. You got them. Your keys. Keys to the kingdom. They unlock doors. They unlock mysteries. Only we have them. The, de- the world don't have them. Backsliders don't have them. They, they check theirs in at the door with the coat check and the hat check. But we have keys. Keys to the kingdom. To bind and to loose. We have keys that open doors that's been closed for, for years. Amen. That's like the lady that went and she didn't have good credit, but she was starting a business. Remember that lady? And she went to 11 banks. Or was it nine? She was buying a, a house. Yeah, a house. And she went to 11 banks. What? And this is what I had to understand. I asked her, thank you. I said, what caused you? Because I had to know. I wanted to know for me. I said, what caused you to keep going back and keep going? I would have got discouraged after the fifth or sixth bank. I would have got discouraged after the second one. I said, they put out a memo and said, don't give her no credit. But she went to 11, and you know what that was? That's because she knew she had the keys to something. She knew, amen, and she was not going to stop until she got what God promised her. Amen. And she got her house. Got everything God promised her because she didn't listen to man. She kept going. Amen. See, we need people like that. I studied her. I asked her. I went to her house. I said, how did you, what, how happened you went back, kept going back? She said, I don't know. I just knew God was going to help me, and I just kept going. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to be like that. Because if you keep sticking that key in some lock, it's going to eventually unlock a door. Amen. When it's all said and done, God wins anyhow. 
So you better make your election sure and choose the right side. Be on the side of righteousness. Amen. Because if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, guess what it is? Not a cow. This world is not our home. See, this is what the world don't understand. This world's not our home. We're not here to stay. And they think this is this is all they have. We got something better. Amen. So don't stay here squabbling with them. But preach to them. Preach the gospel. Amen. Don't allow Satan to laugh at you. Don't be a part of the great decline in morality. Don't be a part of it. Amen. But speak boldly the things of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'll leave you with Philippians 3. Turn there right quick. And then I want the joy to come back. (laughs) Philippians 3.20. I mean, you know, somebody had to preach it. Might as well be me. Philippians 3.20. It says, now, oh, wait a minute. Is that 4 or 3? That's 4. 3.20. Okay, here it is. It says, for our citizenship is in heaven, from which we always eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies that it may be conformed to his glorious, his, his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Amen. Hallelujah. He's going to subdue all things. In other words, we might as well go all the way with God. Because in the end, God wins. Stay on the God side. Amen. Stay on the God side. Hallelujah. Because what other side? There's nothing else. The world offers us nothing. It's bad enough just having to go to work with these people every day for eight hours and dealing with them. And so I'm telling you, we're the salt, we're light, and we need to minister because you have what they want. We don't have to conform to their image. They need to conform to ours. Amen. Did you get anything out of this today? Amen. I know some of you did. Praise God. Father, we thank you for your word.